Hey, welcome back to the Infest Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And this is episode 383, Attack of the Duck. Attack of the Duck. Attack. <laughs> uh, so if it's not at all obvious by the title of this episode, we are talking about the new Chris Gore documentary, Attack of the Duck, which is all about Attack of the Show which is probably the greatest nerd talk show, variety show, awesomeness that ever existed. Um, I want to say from like 2005 to probably 2010, I missed very few episodes. Mm -hmm. uh, it was appointment viewing at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for me. Um, but yeah, so I'm really excited to talk about this. Chris Gore did a, a really great documentary. Um, but before that, we've got to do some business. We've got to talk about Superman and Lois. I know. You guys don't want us to talk about it either. But we've made this commitment. I bought the, the iTunes season pass, so I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> Good or bad. Um, and then we're talking about Ted Lasso, which I feel like, Daryl, you can agree with me or disagree with me. Um, has really found its its stride here in the last three episodes. That's very fair to say. So, uh, how are you today? Uh, better now that Jedi Survivor is loading right now, and I'm done with the very, very, very disappointing Horizon Two Burning Shores yeah. DLC. I'm I'm sorry that Horizon Two DLC let you down, but I will yeah. say um, I played Survivor. I was I was a little late getting to Daryl. I played Survivor for a few minutes, <laughs> like 25, um, and it looks amazing. Uh, it's really cool. You have some actual Jedi skills this time around. At the beginning, you can wall run without like having to learn that. And, um, so it's nice that they, they aren't starting you from like Padawan level considering, you know, yeah. and, he's a Jedi. And I will say that horizon did something very similar. They, they had a good way of now. Part of horizon was you lost some of your equipment to yeah. start the second sure. game, but your skill sets that you learn and then and they added a ton more skill sets, but you did not lose what you, had in the original game so they mm -hmm. kind of said okay this nice. person's the same character so why start them from the beginning it's just more like okay you have these base sets that were the highest sets of the first game but now you have a lot more skills to learn yeah and i will say this my uh my character design is a mashup of the metal ceremony luke and han really interesting yep. so i went ahead and uh, immediately made that change. <laughs> like I was like, I was going through, I was like, Oh, maybe I'll just do the whole monochrome, like Navy blue, but it looked kind of Imperial. Um, and then I was like, wait a second. So now I did the pre-order. You did the pre-order too, right? Yeah. I didn't get the yeah. deluxe though. Oh, okay. So I did the deluxe. So I have like all those stupid Obi-Wan skins too. So, but I won't use those. I will say early in the game, you get a Sal Guerrero name drop which is great. Love, love that. But um, we'll have a, a more full review of that next week, I think is fair to say. Yeah, I should be able to see now that I'm, that's the only game I'll probably be playing. So I mean, yeah, I'll have a good enough time in it. I got a, oh, I got the Crucio curse in Harry Potter. 
Um, Dude, how fun is that? It is fun, but like I like the the one that like is the slice, the like the airship slice. Um, oh. oh no, I'm so. I'm just talking about just the visuals and, oh, and yes. how you and can the hear sound and the, and the, yeah, the screams. Yeah, that's my thing. yeah, that's what I love because you can it comes through the controller. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's really, I, that's really cool. I, I enjoy the screams. Now, did yeah. you do the curse on Sebastian or did you have Sebastian do the curse on you? I had him do it on me. Yeah, me too. I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to like do the curse on him because like I'm sure that yeah. there's going to be some sort of like, you did the curse on me. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. So video games are fun. Um, I don't play them enough. Like, you know, I, I mean, we've talked about this. Like, to call me a casual gamer would be a gross overstatement. Yeah. Even though I love them <laughs> and I'm good at them. So, anyway, all right, let's get started. Um, so, hopping into the old Soups and Lolo universe. Um, this was episode six of Sound Mind, directed by Diana Valentine, written by Grade Kitson. Or I'm sorry, George Kitson. Um, it's a month after last the last episode. Um, I have to say, this episode was all over the place. Yeah. Um, at least uh, Lana and Kyle's second daughter finally showed back up. So she wasn't human trafficked like I was thinking. So that's good. Um, but I think she might be a little touched. Yeah, we discussed this in the, like, uh, like the other night. She could be retarded. I'm just like, you know, I'm just saying. like, And, and I'm not saying to be mean or anything. And I don't know if it's maybe just because that girl who plays whatever her name is can't act. And, you know, would it be the worst thing to have some character strife if they killed her off? Yeah. That's <laughs> – I, I just – and again, this the my disappointment with this episode had wasn't most of it wasn't due to her. I mean, she actually was in. Mm-hmm. Granted, she wasn't the major aspect of it, but she was in one of probably my one of my favorite scenes in the episode. Yeah, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I, I think this is what happens with poor acting, mm-hmm. and I, I I I think it's more that she's just. And I know she's young, but I mean, I've seen young actors. I've, I've seen old actors. Hey, Kirsten Dunst terrible. got nominated for an Oscar as a child. Yeah. Natalie Portman oh. had the best role of her career as a child. Yeah. So, so like the, again, the, and, being a bad child actor is not an excuse. Yeah. Well, no, what I'm saying is oh, it's, it's, it's being a bad actor. Yes. That's the thing. Oh, sure. And yeah. again, just like we talk about wrestling and guys improving their mic skills you can absolutely improve oh yeah but what I, my my point is like with acting like this especially if you're germane to the story if you're a side character or something which she usually is but in this she was important part of mm-hmm. the story it takes you out of what's going on it, it's it also it reminds me of the phantom menace with uh poor you know jake lloyd as you know anakin mm-hmm. was just mm-hmm. well anakin and uh, that Gungan beast just took just took me out of it too many times. And again, yeah, that's her her issue. Her issues in this are the probably 
third tier as far as my issues with this episode. Right, right. To be honest. Yeah. So anyway, so she runs away at one point because nobody's paying attention to me, um, which is just bad parenting. Like, what is Lana doing? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm I'm really now, tired of Lana. You know, Kyle going off on a hike with um, you know who, the slump buster. Um, you know, Kyle, like real quick, just with Kyle, they, uh, you can't, you, you can't, you can't start dating your slump buster, dude. Like, I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a serious faux pas right there. So, you know, but now they're, they're out in the public. It's open. They're like, yes, I have taken a massive step down from a male, uh, Emmanuel Couturier, or Churchery, however you say her name, um, from Sloan, from Entourage. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like, I like Kyle. I like, I liked, I like the relate. I actually like the relationship with Kyle and Jonathan this week. Really, 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 really. Yes. Well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rusty Bucket was hilarious. Um, Jonathan, obviously, being a spoiled athlete for most of his life, is not used to being on the ribbing end of the hazing um you know and and you know but he proved himself like you said like he had a really good scene that like it has me like rethinking this kid playing jonathan yeah and and again we 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 talked about when this first started Mm -hmm. that we were we're gonna i I know you said like you're gonna give him the whole season i'm giving him the whole season but which is fair and so far it, it was just as I mentioned, the first couple episodes, at least, we haven't really talked about him much lately, but the first couple episodes, it, it's he was a caricature almost in the sense of he had the mannerisms down yeah. of, of of Jordan Elias as old as old as old Jonathan, <laughs> old Jonathan. but he didn't have his. Yeah, he, did, he didn't have his own. He hadn't put his own stamp. Right. So to speak on it and his conversation that he gets to have with. Sophia, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, Sophia. I know you mentioned that. I forgot it when we were talking earlier. Sophia, that was the moment for me where I said, where I said to myself, "Okay, I, I, I think I'm gonna be okay with him." Yeah, as Jonathan. Yeah, I, you know, my my thing is, is I just want to see, uh, I just want to see more. Like, and here's the thing, I really. I think um, how Jordan Elias – I keep looking at how would Jordan Elias have played it, and I need to stop doing that, right? Yeah. Um, although I do th- I do think Jordan Elias would have been amazing in that scene. Um, oh, absolutely, yes. But, but you know, whatever. That, that's, that's neither here nor there. I, I think he did do a really good job. I think um, this is hopefully the first step. Like – to him interacting with Kyle, to him having something to do, to him not being a backburner character, like this is hopefully that first step to a larger world. Yes. Um, let's see. We had Lois being this whatever version of Lois we're getting. Um, I call her Joyce Lane um, because this obviously isn't Lois Lane. I'm just not. I'm not digging this at all. Yeah, and again, you 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 the phrase "write what you know," yeah, is is true to a point. And when I say to a point, there is nothing wrong with having an experience 
like a cancer experience because in the sense of and then putting that to screen right people do it and and you can tell whoever's behind this really has and i don't mean just from an individual episode basis i mean the story creation and the beats of the story they are really digging into this in a way that for me it takes away what the show is supposed to be about right and it it's I don't and again I, I my point blank my biggest issue with this is the fact that they do a cancer storyline and Clark asks his mother uh, and they th- she doesn't have an answer for it which with Kryptonian technology and the and all, all this stuff I find absolutely unbelievable mm-hmm. like I, it it just if they would have tried something else I don't know but to to start off I will say I have that issue initially. And then I have just how deep they're going into it, I think, takes away from why I like the show. Right. Okay, this is not Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> okay, this is not, you know, Chicago Hope or anything like that. Yeah. Yes, these are characters that they want to feel real. That doesn't mean you have to go... Because one of the things I always talk about this show, we've talked about this show for two years and how it does such a good job job not doing the over drama stuff of true drama shows like the grays and and any of those shows like that where right. it's and i and it's it's falling into that and from the cancer storyline i just don't like the storyline i i just don't like it right. and aside from that there are some things that are going on that just are a little bit too predictable yeah yeah and and that's Predictable is not necessarily bad, but right. when you're used to a show using creative red herrings to get you looking one way and show you something else, and then it almost comes there. They're almost like go, they're going from 3D to 2D. It's that's the best mm-hmm. way I could explain it in the writing from the first two seasons and the, the creativity to what we're getting so far this season. Yeah. And it's a disappointment. No, you're right. 100% correct. <laughs> Um, I think Superman is just an afterthought in this show. I think when he, uh, had to go and deal with the guy in the DOD custody who was dying from all the tumors, taking him back to Mannheim and then Mannheim be like, I'm not doing anything about this. And then just leaving with him. It's like, dude, just leave him there. (laughs) Yeah. Leave him there and call the police and be like, look, Mannheim has this guy. He was like, no, I didn't drop him off. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm Superman. Who are you going to leave? Me a, or yeah. the internet guy? <laughs> yeah. And that's another thing. I'm just, I like Chad L. Coleman. I mean, I really liked him as Fred Johnson. I liked him as Tyrese, but I really liked yes. him as Fred Johnson in The Expanse. Mm-hmm. I just don't care for him in this role so far for right. what we've gotten right. from his, his character. I just, I just don't. Mm-hmm. It's just not, it's not a good, it is a, not a it's not the right interpretation of, of ugly Mannheim. Um, they've tried yeah. like, I, you know, here's the thing. And I think the problem is, is they don't want to have a black guy be the villain, the true, true villain. And so they're trying to humanize him with his wife and his wife being onomatopoeia is fucking dumb. Dude. I, the anyway, second she had, yeah. she mentioned her husband mm-hmm. and it, I don't, and it was weird. I don't know why, because it was, because you, it was just the way she said it. Yeah. The first time she mentioned it, I was like, "Oh, 
So that's this is Bruno Manhattan's wife. Yeah. So like, his kid is right going away. after Lana's daughter. Or uh, sorry, John Henry's daughter. His wife is befriending Lois. He's being, you know, like, yeah, no, it just I, I can't wait for Michael Cudlitz to get here as Lex Luthor. And hopefully that'll change things. And I'm hoping the Mannheim thing yeah. is just the first half of the season. Because what I really, uh, yeah. here's what I really want. I want Lex Luthor to get out of jail and to roll in and cure Lois's cancer. How awful, how awesome would that be as yes. far as just a change of place? And, and, but like this show evil and, and he can hold it over Superman's head. Like you were Superman, but I yeah. saved your wife like that, like that right there, you know, is where it's at in storytelling on this with this version of Superman. So, and he could be, and I was like, going to say, he could be like, your kids might be mine too. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the thing about that is I sh they have a lot of goodwill built up in this show over mm -hmm. the two seasons with what I was just talking about yeah. you know just you know sleight of hand and I've been disappointed in these first few uh, this you know, first half of this season but like you said this whole Le Lex Luthor coming out could absolutely cure everything right. that's been an ailment for me personally in the in this first half of season 3 yeah um I guess Sarah and Jonathan are going to bone at some point. Um, so that's fun. And then uh, we did oh, get to see dude. Jordan's costume this time. Yes. And it is not quite what I expected, but I kind of dug it, even though it was dark. Um, and I think I told you this, the scene where he was fighting the holographic atomic skull and bizarro. I love the way he solved that fight. When he just yeah, made them take really each cool. other out. That was really cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you, is there anything more you want to talk about this? Uh, no, okay. not for this episode, but I was just yeah. looking because they, they didn't give a trailer for the for next week. Yeah. Although we did see it with the Lex Luthor thing. I just looked at the episode uh, list. Mm -hmm. Episode 12 title for so June 6th, mm -hmm. Injustice. Ooh. So, and, and again, it's like all of these episodes before that, most of them don't have titles. Yeah. And then the last two, Injustice, what, and then the finale is What Kills You Only Makes You Stronger. Interesting. Because hmm. the, the next episode is called Forever and Always. So obviously, um, Mannheim's wife is going to die, right? And then the episode eight is Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, which is May 9th, which Lex. is... Lex obviously showing up on, on the yes. Kent farm. Um, <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> so out of five, at least the boys had a better story this week's. What do you give this one? I give it a 2.39. It's just, uh, yeah, it's 2.39 out of five. It's you kind of cut off there for a second. And yeah, you hear me. I heard you, but we heard uh, you Daryl loud and clear. Yeah, I just, there's just not a lot in this episode that I like really other than Jonathan. I'm tired of Superman people getting the drop on soups and yeah. you know, him yeah. fighting from behind all the time. Yeah. It's just, so I, I just, uh, I don't know. The I only get, thing, other I thing he's I was distracted say, a little bit, right. You know, but still, yeah. Yeah. but they're again, they're overselling that aspect of it. You know what I mean? It's, you can do that in, in a here and there do that for him, but, 
Yeah. It's like you are really hammering it home if that's the reason he's always fighting for behind now. Yep. And this so. was the lowest rated episode of the season, by the way, so far at um just 610,000 um, people watching. Like we're getting close to like super uh, Supergirl, Batwoman, Legends. Yeah, we are. Here. Uh, all right. So I gave it a 2.41. So I love how you've adopted this like non-traditional number thing with me. Yeah. It's so much eh, fun. Not bad. It's so much fun. Anyway, all right. Let's move on to something that we th- both thoroughly enjoyed. Well, I'm assuming you thoroughly enjoyed it because it was awesome. Uh, Ted Lasso, season three, episode seven. Um, the strings that bind us. <laughs> oh my god. Um, directed once again by Matt Lipsy, written by Phoebe Walsh. Um, Ted Beard and Roy begin to introduce total football to the team. With a series of training exercises that encourage them to be versatile by swapping players' positions during practice and uh, and to be aware of each other's positions on the pitch by connecting them with ropes tied to their Johnsons. Um, my my okay. Besides the rope tied to their cocks, um, my favorite part was when Danny and um, oh shit, what's his name? The captain. Um, Isaac, Isaac, thank you. Switched, uh, switched spots, and Danny goes, "Come on, bro." <laughs> Dude, that was hilarious. And Isaac goes, "Football is life," <laughs> and and that they're like, awesome. "You guys don't have to imitate the accents," and they're like, "Ah." <laughs> <laughs> and you said from you said because uh, you saw this first, yeah. You said that what uh, Roy did was more diabolical mm-hmm. than the. The rope thing. Break in at 4 a.m. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was, and then halfway, and he did something early on. I was like, is this what he's talking about? <laughs> and then once I saw the string, I was like, oh my, this is, this is absolutely diabolical. Well, because the idea was to tie it to their pinky fingers. <laughs> and Roy had other ideas. <laughs> it, it wasn't just the, I, it, uh, it, the, seeing his face. Yeah. Just the joy, the, the unfettered the joy, malevolent joy of the, uh, the like the discomfort and pain his his players were going through. Yeah, and the disappointment when Jamie uh, had the accident and he's like, oh, "It's all, it's okay, it's still there." Yeah, and then just Roy just turns around like, "Yeah, Spock." <laughs> um, yeah, but especially when he thought Jamie lost it, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, that was every everything about Richmond and Ted and Beard was really good this episode. Um, the Keely Jack stuff I think is coming to a head um, with the love bombing yeah. and stuff like that. So hopefully we're we're close to the end of that um, that whole thing. Um, and I think the gameplay this week was really good. And having Jamie come in at halftime and, 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 you know, step up as the leader um, and, and be like, you guys have to go through me, not to me. And it was, mm-hmm. it was such a great, like, look at matur- the matur- maturation, maturity, maturation, maturation. Thank you. Words are hard. How dare you? Uh, the maturation. I haven't heard that in a while. Ooh, that was so loud. Um, hold on. How dare you? There we go. That's better. Uh, um, but no, uh, 
seeing him him grow like that is is so much fun to watch. Um, and then watching him set um, was it was it Danny up or whoever for the goal was awesome. Yeah, I I just and every time he does something else, or you get another yeah. layer to Jamie. I always say I I say out loud I was like I just love his character mm-hmm. arc. Absolutely love where he came from in season one to where he is now. And like you said, stepping up, being a leader when the the team needs it most. Yeah. And, you know, you lost Zava. You lost this, like, trans, you know, just generational talent mm-hmm. and just all this other stuff going on. And you finally it have finally your best clicked. player. Yeah. Yeah. It, every Yeah. And some, again, we watch sports. We know there are times where guys – the first three or four years, you can see the talent, but you're just not seeing the consistency or the execution that you need. And right. then sometimes it's a change of scenery or something else, but you'll see the light go off and you're like, this is what we knew this player could do. And that this that's where I think we see with Jamie because yeah. the talent's always been there, but it's, it's not just the individual talent. It's yep. the talent to show your talent, but also work synergistically with the team and that's what we saw at that end of that game when they the, i love that scene though how just how smooth that was of executing total football yeah yeah um it was it was really 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 good uh now for the the not so great part it was the Sam stuff this week. I love Sam Obasanya. Um, I love the yes. stuff with his dad. I'm really happy his dad escaped the uh, the vault in Karth and was able to see his boy. Um, but the the chef in his restaurant like I don't caused like her. Uh, no, and she caused all of this for Sam by you know. Uh, so the, the the show went really political this week with this this whole thing about like not letting refugees in and 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 they're calling her a bigot and Sam calls her a bigot and it's like you know I, it's real fun when these people who are there on like in in different countries not I'm not I'm not even black people or anything like that or, or refugees I'm yeah. saying the people who are there in other countries on a work visa because they play a game right. Yeah. And, and they think that they hit a home run when they landed on, you know, they were, they got there on third base already. Like they don't ah, have to, they don't have, right. They don't have to <laughs> like, Sam doesn't have to work like his way up. Yeah. He came in onto a premier league team making premier league money. And, you know, he has the, he has the ability to open a restaurant to, you know, further his, you know, Nigerian roots and, and things like that, which I think is fantastic because he's giving back oh, to the community, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, hey, what kind of dumb motherfucker doesn't have security or at the very least an alarm system in goddamn London, one of the most dangerous cities on the planet? Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Um, so anyway, I hated the shut up and dribble thing. Um, you can tell Americans write this show. Uh, but it was just, it was like too much. And then that chef, she was like, she was just egging him on and egging him on and egging him on. And it's like the, the, the thing here says that it was the, the bigoted cabinet members, uh, 
supporters who did that. You know, like that's not okay. Like, no, like I, like I, that's a huge problem. And you know, um, you can say what you want about refugees and, and immigration and illegal immigration and things like that. That's not what we're here to talk about, but it added, it would have been much better without any of that, but someone vandalized the shop anyway, like just someone broke in because Sam didn't have mm -hmm. any security and stuff like that right before his dad got there. And then to have the team in there cleaning it up and repairing everything anyway. You didn't need all of that other stuff. Like he could have been so pissed off that somebody broke into his restaurant because London is one of the most dangerous cities in the world. You know, uh, like they, they could have handled that so much more delicately and, and so less heavy handed. And the fact that this particular group like showed up on like the stage behind Kareem Jean-Pierre at a press conference or press briefing at the white house, like, I don't care what the lady who plays Rebecca has to say about the United States. We stopped caring about what British people thought about us in the 1770s. Yeah. You know, like it, this is, this is not, this is not like as much as I like this episode, like this is not the direction this show should be going. No, not at all. Because if anything, the show has, when they've done things like this, it's been more of a broad brush right. stroke. The way they not, did it with the, um, the whatever the the, the oil, airline company, the cerithium, yeah, the yeah, the, the airline company, oil yeah, right. So like yeah. that that was that was handled really delicately and with a deft touch. This was a sledgehammer, yes. um, over the head, and I think it's funny because the people that they're saying, um, would do some like go in and do this is the exact opposite. Yeah. So. Yeah, it it, yeah. it just took away from uh, overall. And again, the Keeley Jack stuff. I I told you even before Jack arrived. Yeah. I was just the whole Keeley, her whole storyline and everything about what's going on with her. It just feels off to me. You know, and then I thought about that. It's because her story ended last season. That's a really good point. With you know her making it and. Yeah. Getting her own firm yep. and all that. Her story yeah, ended it, last season. She like you don't need Keely in, in like any of this. Like you could have yeah. Keely popping up every now and then, but you don't need a mm -hmm. Keely storyline anymore because her stories yeah. her her story and in, in in the the growth of these characters, like she ascended. Like, you know, yeah. She's I, now that's... a Pokemon coach. Trainer, whatever. <laughs> She's a full fledged pokey trainer. She caught I mean, them all. I, she yes. got all the soccer players. This is then. This is how you know. You know how you, you you can say that you can look at it. What has her character added to the storyline this season? Nothing. Yes, and that I, I didn't think about it, but that is absolutely right. Her story line was completed at the end of season two yep so, and anyway all right and it's it's like hey they, she has a contract so yeah we have to give her stuff to share <laughs> yeah all right which okay so out of five rip from the headlines <laughs> i love that and that is that is not tongue-in-cheek or in jest that is very much you know with the the, yeah. the ire it's meant to have anyway out of five yes uh, three point eight seven. I really like most most of the show. 
just the whole Keely Jack thing and then the heavy handedness of the Sam really brought it down. Really, right. I, when I say really brought it down, it's still a really good episode. But right. those are two part aspects of the episode that they would have trimmed those, trimmed that fat. It would have been a lot better for yeah. me. I went 4 1 1. I, I, like, I thought this was a, like, even with that, I thought this was a great episode. Yeah, it, I mean, it was, it was really good. Really so, good episode. Um, like, I like this episode better than last week's, and I like that last week's a lot. Like, and last week's was a great departure. Like, I feel like last week's episode, like, kind of thinking back to it, is is the setup for some more, uh, some some of the, maybe some of the spinoffs that they might have in mind. Yeah. Oh, and again, we didn't talk about our boy Nate. His, uh, like, as you said. Oh, my God, we forgot Nathan. Nathan Shelby, Shelly. Nathan it's Shelby. Shelly, and you damn well know it. <laughs> the Wonderkind. <laughs> or as he likes to remind people, the Wonderkind, because that's how you say it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Nate's story was great this week. Um, yes. His dad yes. is horrible. Dude, his By dad is. Like, his dad might be abusive. I do not <laughs> like his dad at all. Like, at all, man. But. Like he's nice to the grandkid. He's nicer to the son-in-law than he is to his own son, who is a manager of a Premier League team. And he's probably like, "Oh, you coach a game." It's like, what? Yeah. Like, and then then yeah. say, "Let them go. Let them have their girl talk." Dude, yeah, that was that was not cool. So, oh no. I mean, that is was in a transition. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> is this where we're heading? So. And I and I, I do like the scenes what we've gotten with mm-hmm. him and Jade after you know last yeah you know, with her last <laughs> season like oh god I can't stand this. well since season oh, one really right <laughs> yeah yeah oh Jade cleans up nice yeah so yeah she just, does just putting that out there um, no that was a great scene <laughs> um, but no so we're watching it and Jen was like oh my god are they gonna kill Nate. <laughs> It's like no, is the box the 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 invitation is gonna get destroyed? You're it, used to stuff like uh, Yellowstone and shit. Gray's Anatomy. <laughs> she wa- she listens to too much true crime. Um, yeah. Anyway, but uh, no, that that was like the box was great. It was a nice callback to season one with his niece when yeah. they made the suggestion box. <laughs> All that fun stuff. Yeah. It, so. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, I like this show how it does the callbacks and, yeah. and and all that. But it's nice seeing him like happy, you know, like kind of like he he had to go into the mirror and look at himself, and he didn't spit on himself, which I was afraid that that yes. was going to happen. Um, I, I actually had a feeling he wasn't going to do that here, just because yeah. of where he was. Yeah. And if if they would have done that, that would have set him back three or four steps. Um, But I liked how he just kind of like did the Nate shuffle out of the restaurant. I'll be right back. (laughs) And he comes back the next day. (laughs) She she was so confused. (laughs) Uh, And I like because he's like, do you want to go out? She's just no hesitation. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I, I. Yes, the re- Nate's redemption tour in full effect. Yep, 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 yep. All right, so let's move on to the final topic of the episode. The main event. Now it's time for the main event. <laughs> oh, Mark Henry, you are a treasure. Uh, Attack of the Dock. 
All right. So let's just get the rating out of the way because I don't want to forget to do it. Out of 10 chocolate pudding cream pie plunges, Daryl, sir, what do you give this? Uh, I give it an eight. Really? I, yeah. I thought it was you are just copying. a uh, – I actually had eight already written down. I was I was facilitating between like 7.91 and 8, and I was like, you know what? I'm I'm going for the full number, yeah. the whole number. Of eight. Well, just, because it's you just... gave it an 8, I gave it an 8.03 now. I adjusted my number oh, up gosh. because I have to like it more than you. <laughs> I know you watch this show more than I did. Well, I, but, well uh, okay. I, still... I was a religious Attack of the Show viewer because yeah. it was like the only thing. Like, like I would talk to you about this at Fidelity. Yeah. About well, Attack of the Show. Yeah, and watching it, watching this doc, documentary, it reminded me of a lot of the stuff that I remember seeing on there. And again, I, there's still stuff on there I was like, I didn't yeah. remember. Yeah. But there was there were a lot of things where I was like, oh, shit, I remember that. I remember this person on here. I remember this. Yeah. I just want to say, and, and it, I've, I've said it before, and I will, I will never not say it. Chris Hardwick is the homeless man's Kevin Pereira. Yes, watching this now, and you know, I've seen more of Chris Hardwick because I used to watch Talking Dead. Mm -hmm. But yes, yes, you're correct, sir. Ke Kevin Kevin Pereira is a, a cable television darling, <laughs> which I'm really bummed that they didn't say that once in the entire documentary. <laughs> it's what kept it from getting a nine. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, um, and we can but, and yeah. we can get to this later. But watching this documentary, watching what Attack of the Show meant for geeks oh, not yeah. just geek culture but just for the stuff they did with e3 the stuff that they, they did with comic-con mm -hmm. having your freaking james cameron john favreau all these people and yeah. more on here yeah you know that makes it even worse what happened with frost and all that and sessler the uh, reboot like a year and a half so ago, the adam adam sessler is mentally ill there's no doubt about it. There, there, there's like he's mentally ill. Hopefully, his family is checking in on him, and even the ones who he's like threatened to kill because they're Republicans. Um, but like Adam, Adam Sessler was not the reason to watch X Play. It was Morgan Webb, and it wasn't just because Morgan mm. Webb was beautiful. It's because Morgan Webb was a goddamn great gamer, and she understood how to sell that. Adam Sessler was just some basement dweller dude who latched on. Yeah. Like even watching the highlights and some of the, the, the clips of him mm -hmm. and that he always felt, uh, look like he was uncomfortable yeah. and just, he's an actor. He was a tourist. There we go. He was a tourist on yes. like in, in the community. Um, but like, you know, I, I'm so happy. Like Brendan and Sarah were in there. I'll never forget. Like when they left the show, cause they were getting married and they wanted to start their life together. And that was awesome. Um, I, I thought like, I, I kind of wish they would have covered the, uh, when they did the, the tryouts with the, um, you know, where you could vote for who you wanted to go. And you got like, cause that's like, that's how we found out about, and that's how we met Anthony Carboni, right? Is he was mm -hmm. one of those guys who tried out to be Kevin's co-host and then they found Olivia. Um, you know, it, it's, I, I don't know. I felt like they kind of jumped a couple steps at one point just to get to Olivia. Um, but thinking back, like there, that's, 
that was the screensavers pre Olivia, you know, for the most part, mm-hmm. it, it got the attack yeah. of the show moniker first, but it was still very much the screensavers and Kevin Rose had that amazing bit home road, um, which is an old thing you would have to do on your computer. Um, back in the day where he would like hide on things and jump down or attack people with a keyboard and just yell home road. Um, I think I did it to you <laughs> once at Fidelity, actually. Um, I don't remember that. I don't know. Maybe I, I, I've, I've definitely done that to people before. I don't know if I did it to you or not, but, um, but yeah, it was, uh, 2005 to 2013 was a great run for this show. Yeah, I just it, and again, it was. Yes, the internet was around, but there wasn't, and YouTube was around like in part of that time. Mm-hmm. But like as they said, when they were wrapping things up, this gave birth as far as, like, not just a confidence, but almost like a kind of a generic blueprint of you want to do your own content about games, about mm-hmm. geek stuff, you can do it. There is an audience for that. This was legit and, independent media. Yes. And 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 yes. And to to your point, they were so good at what they did that James Cameron repeatedly came on the show and had his own bit hitting a mannequin with a with a folding chair. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I mean that that that's all fine and good. The way they covered Iron Man is what got them the big stage for Iron Man right. 2 at, at well just the big stage at at Comic-Con where John Favreau came and introduced Iron Man 2 on Attack of the Show the week before Comic-Con and then was on and the stage is, at yeah. Comic-Con. Um the chemistry between Olivia and Kevin was amazing. Um you know, uh she I she gets a bad rap. I love Olivia Munn. I I thought she was great as Psylocke in Apocalypse. She was one of the few good things about it. I love her as yeah. Sloane Sabbath in Newsroom. She is definitely one of my favorite characters on that show. Um especially when she has the uh the episode where where like her boyfriend puts naked pictures of her on the line, or her ex-boyfriend puts naked pictures and just the way she like finally like gets mad and reacts because of Don, who's my other favorite character. Um you know, it's just so much good goodness came out of this. I mean, this gave us Sarah Jean Underwood, you know, like as a mainstream person. Allison Hayslip, you know, who who has done a bunch of stuff since since then. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, seeing the old the that version of Chris Gore with his little like whatever that's that beard was he had his soul patch. <laughs> oh my god. I, li- I like I like when he answered when when Zach Selwyn answered or he goes your hair hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your hair hasn't changed one bit. Yeah, like I mean you had Allison Bree on mm-hmm. there. I mean that was when her and uh what is his name? The, the Danny Cody. Yeah, from, from community. community. They were they were the biggest champion of community of any show that ever existed. I mean, just they had all everyone of this stuff. from community on every single person. I think, except for maybe even Chevy. I don't remember, but yeah, yeah. It was just just watching that, and like I said, there's a lot of stuff up there that I saw that I you know didn't didn't remember. But then other stuff, it was just like wow. And just thinking back to that time period, 
that was the other thing of what was going on with gaming and, and things like that. And just how important and it wasn't just what they covered. It was, it was just such a, one of those shows that when you talk about having fun and also giving information and stuff, it was one of those where it was just so much fun. You didn't know what you were going to get, you know, right. from a, a show to show basis, but you knew you were going to be entertained and you knew they were, and especially as you know, like you said, like as they got just, when they did that Comic-Con thing mm-hmm. and I, I love when Chris Gore was like, you know, I can't do the, you know, DVD, uh, DVD Tuesday mm-hmm. because I got to get to the Comic-Con. The guy was like, Oh, what's Comic-Con? Is, like, it, a com- is, it, a, is it a stand-up comedy <laughs> yeah. thing? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And it, it, it also reminds you of how much fun, like the early to mid two thousands were when you didn't have all this woke cancel culture. Yeah. You can't say this. You can't say that. Yep. Because I mean, they actually yeah. have they actually have a you know part of one of there's a part of towards the end where they talk about that. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we couldn't do this stuff now. No, absolutely and, not. Like the fat suit, they're talking about the fat suit gag. Yeah. Um. And yeah, they were just. I mean, this was this was like Gonzo. This was Gonzo journalism. This was, yeah. you know, this this is this is everything that we're missing. Um. from from all of this stuff anyway yeah. uh yeah okay so make sure you watch till the end there's a great last episode of dv do stay ever um but yeah and, and just the music was so much fun in this the songs um, oh the songs were great yeah. so uh the little interstitials between the uh the chapters uh but yeah I I think what the one thing I would like I would love him to do another one where he could get people who were like regular guests like Masioka um mm-hmm. who's hero on heroes um to yeah. come back and kind of talk about their experiences on the show um that would that would have been really cool like they showed the Tom Green thing where he kind of did the Tom Green thing and and everything but yeah i don't know anyway uh i think it's great i think everyone should watch it um i'm glad yeah. you enjoyed it yeah, it, yeah. When you told me about it, I was like, "Yeah, okay, sure." Well, because you like uh, film, and threat. again, it was like, Chris Gore. Yeah, yeah. So. I was about to say it's Chris Gore. I mean, I'll check it out because I, yeah, I really like Chris Gore stuff. So, just and I'm glad, glad you recommended it. Yeah. Because, well, I'm trying like to get, I'm trying to get an interview set up with him. So yeah. Oh yeah, you, yeah. He so gets I'm, I'm working I, on that through Twitter. So we'll see. Yeah, I just like you know is. It simpler times as they say mm-hmm. in in some ways but good times good times yep seeing some of that stuff from yes, the past sir. just so much fun um just so much fun anyway cool all right well i mean i think i think that's that's good for today um any anything else you want to add no, but I will be having. I' looking forward to next week. So get uh, some of this um, Jedi Survivor under my belt. Jedi Survivor, um, yeah, and you know Ted Lasso and Superman and whatever Superman and Phyllis. <laughs> I am gonna check out the uh, that Citadel show that oh, is yeah with came um, on Amazon with uh, what's her name from Chopped and and um, the Young Wolf. Yes. So <laughs> anyway, um on that note, is there anything else you want to add? Nope. Have a great weekend, everybody. Awesome. Talk to y'all later.
DFS Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamouspodcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So, whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.